Welcome back to another episode of Direct Response Secrets. I'm your host, Zachary J. Radford. And today I have another amazing guest. You may have heard of him. If you have not, you're probably sleeping under a rock. His name is Justin Brooke, the founder of AdSkills. And in this conversation, we get deep into his journey and how Justin was able to build a massive agency almost by accident uh, and working for some of the biggest names in the business and ultimately turning that into an information business that did buco dollars, lots and lots of money, great sales. And not only is he talking about how he did it, he talks about the struggle and major decisions that he had to make to make these businesses successful. And he gives those lessons to you and I, and we're gonna get them right here. All right, let's jump in. Okay, welcome back to the podcast. As mentioned, I have Justin Brooke on the pod. Justin, welcome, my friend. Oh, hey, man. So glad to be here. Thank you so much. <laughs> it's an absolute ple pleasure. As I mentioned before we hopped on the air, I, I've been following you for some time. I, I really want to kick things off by going back in time. You weren't always this advertising legend. H how did you build what you are today, and how did that whole journey start? Um. That's a great question. Um, I, if I could give you the realest answer to that, I saw a quote in a magazine. I forget. Maybe it was Entrepreneur or Success. I don't know. I buy. I used to buy all the business magazines. Um, then they start stacking up and collecting, and your wife makes you you know starts yelling at you. And you know, <laughs> I know. I know so, the feeling. I got a closet full of them. <laughs> yeah. So I had to chill out on my magazine obsession. But I saw a quote. Um, I forget if it was Shia LaBeouf or Joseph Gordon-Levy, you know, um, two great movie stars, right? Yeah. Uh, and so they would really understand the context of this quote. And the context of this quote was, forget about the fame and focus on the work. Hmm. And that just, at that point of my career, Love it. kicked me in the chest, you know? It was, yep. at that point of my career, I'm doing all the things a lot of guys are doing, right? We're yep. taking the headshots, yeah, power poses, yeah, you know, uh, custom signature, you know, fonts and things, yep. you know, like we're yep. doing all the showy things, yeah, talking the talk. Mm -hmm. And I realized I was walking the walk a little bit, but I realized I was talking more than I was walking, yes, and and I didn't like the way that that sat with me, and so. After I read that, I it just kind of changed me. You know, it's not like I made this vow on top of a mountain or anything like that. You know, it's just, oh, yeah. it's just, it just like it, it hit me like with a quantum beam or something, you know, yeah. and, and changed me. And yeah. from, from ever since then, all my goals have been like milestone. Like that's what that's what drives me. And so I didn't really care about like most guys you know, and I still because you got to play the game a little bit. You know, oh, our, right. our industry, you got to show some money numbers, you know, and yep. our ROI and ROAS and you got to, you know, there's a little bit of that scoreboard thing, but for the most part, I started looking after goals, like, you know, like the first time I did a hundred thousand clicks in a day, that was, that was huge. You cool. know, first, first it was a thousand, then it was 10,000, then it was a hundred thousand, um, doing a billion impressions on one ad campaign. Let's so go. those 
those kind of milestones is what really came out to me. And as I started sharing them on social media, people were like, that's pretty good. You know, I'd like to, <laughs> I'd like to get How some of that. How do I do this? Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. How do I do that? And, uh, and that, you know, really kicked off a lot of it. I would say two other things, if I can keep going on that answer. Sure. Let's do it. I really yeah, just want so, to paint that picture and, and under your, like, I love that. And I've had a similar moment where the quote, or just for me, it was Jim Rohn, man. And it just stops you in your tracks. And it's like, uh, you want to become a millionaire for who it makes of you essentially is the quote. I butchered it. But like, for me, that's yeah. what that was. And it stopped me in my tracks. And I'm like, Oh, wait a minute. I'm focusing on all the numbers and all the things I need to, to really just shut up and do the work. And uh, yeah. I, I resonate yeah. with that so, so, so bad. So yeah, the, the work speaks thousands of words, you know, like it, you yes. just can't, it, it, it can't be faked as much. I mean, you can go out there and you can Photoshop some, some screenshots and things like <laughs> it's that. Not gonna gonna go well. It's different. <laughs> it's not going to so, go well or last long. Your standing power will be like, <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, so the other thing that I did um, was, was speaking on stages. Mm -hmm. For whatever reason, we as an industry still look at the guy on stage as the, you know, he's the man, you know, and it's Got like, it. it really doesn't even have to be big stages. So I started out on a lot of uh, small stages and really even started out on some of my own stages, you know, mm -hmm. for, you know, really for about 300 to maybe $1,000, you can put on your own small workshop. And those pictures are going to be huge credibility proofs. You know, you invest a thousand dollars into a good workshop mm -hmm. and, and make sure you take some good pictures of that and have some yep. recordings. That is going to go a long way for you. And so and, I, and the person, I was just going to say, and the person it makes of you while you're doing that, because you know, of course, I'm sure like, I don't know about you, but for me, I'd be, uh, I was intimidated the first time I went on stage, like super intimidated. And then I did it and I was like, damn, I can do that. What else can I do? Is there any other, like, who else can I reach out to? Who else can I tell you get that momentum going? Right. Yes, absolutely. And so then I created a sizzle reel. I had had a friend who helped people get on stages and things like that. And he, he told me that the, the number one thing stopping people from getting on stages is the, it's not a casting agent, but there's usually an mm -hmm. assistant to the guru that's putting on the big event mm -hmm. and it's usually a female. And so she just needs to see what you look like on mm -hmm. stage. She needs to hear you, see what you dress like, what topics do you speak on, you know? And so having it, a, a, even a 90 second, they call it a sizzle reel, you know, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. having that little, super cut footage of you on stage, you know, maybe the audience is laughing, you know, whatever that gets you on stages uh, so well, you know, just passing that around to people. So I would send that to people and I would say, Hey, if anybody last minute can't show up or you're struggling to find someone, you know, yeah. here's my topics, here's a sizzle reel. And I would just send that out. No strings attached, no hope attached to it. But as yeah. you send that out, they, they write you down. They're like, oh, that's a good idea, you know, because they're starving for the next person that they got to put on 100%. that stage. 
because yeah. it's the machine, right? They have the audience and they have to feed that as well and keep <clears> everybody. <throat> and pe most people are paying to come to these conferences as well. So they need to make sure that the value is there and it really makes sense for everybody involved. That That's awesome, man. Right. And then the last one I would say is Dream 100. You know, I'm sure you're familiar with the Dream 100 oh, philosophy. I, I use it every single day. You are actually on my Dream 100, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so doing Dream 100 uh, and what I did is I just wrote, now it's common to see long form media buying articles. But when I did this, a lot of guys were like, shut up. That's not the stuff we talk about. Like we don't share that information. Yeah. Um, I would get hate mail from people. And so I would share long form blog posts of how we're doing these Facebook ads, how we're getting these leads and things like that. And then I, you know, all I would do is I would just share those long form blog posts with the people on my dream 100. <clears throat> and so it was just value. I was never asking anything. Yeah. I was just like, Hey, Here's how we're training the Facebook pixel to get more sales. Yep. Here's how we're writing. Uh, we're taking the concept of advertorials and bringing them online and Ew. all the tricks we're doing for that. And uh, here's how we're using Google Analytics to find new keywords and things like that. And I would share those blog posts. They would love them. And then they would also realize my expertise and authority. Mm -hmm. And they would eventually reach out to me and hire me. So those are the three ways that I kind of built my career. Oh, I absolutely love it. I think uh, what you put out into this world is what you get back. And it took me a long time to realize that. So by by doing that, it's almost like a hack because it's like they didn't necessarily ask for it, but they can't deny how great it is, right? So they have to take it at face value. And let's say they give it to someone on their team or maybe they're running as themselves. They implement something. Hey, this stuff actually works. Justin knows what he's talking about. What else can he do? What else can he, how can he help me grow and scale my business? That's, that's awesome, man. And uh, for you in the early years, were you just straight agency or what did that look like? So I know you had an agency at one point and then you transitioned into the education world. How, how'd you get started there? Yes. So just one other thing I want to add on what I did have retargeting. Sure. I did have retargeting pixels on those blog posts. And then I, uh, yeah. you know, if anybody's familiar with the way I do my retargeting, it was the overnight celebrity where it shows you uh, customer testimonials. Yes. And so there was a little bit of that. So I, I did have some hooks, you know, but it was just retargeting. And so they then see people talking favorably about me all over the internet. after Which they read doesn't hurt. <laughs> doesn't hurt. Yeah, it doesn't hurt. <clears throat> um, okay, yeah, so... <clears throat> So the next question, hit me off with the question again. Yeah, sure. So um, that's awesome. Like all of all those are great principles. What path did you take with those principles? Did you go directly uh, yes, into an agency or I know you did education later on and then you got into newsletters, which we'll get to. Uh, where did you start with? You started with an agency or were you just freelancing? What did that look like? I had originally started with courses back in 2007 was my first course. Mm -hmm. And then... Um, my courses were about website flipping. Part of the thing that made me good at website flipping, people were like, how are you getting traffic to your websites? Because that's how I was selling my websites for more money than other people were selling their websites for. Mm -hmm. And they would ask me, how are you getting this website traffic? And so I was starting to put some stuff out there, forums, you know, we didn't have Facebook groups yet. Um, <laughs> so I started putting that stuff out there. And that started getting me a little bit of influence. And then 
Um, the guy named Rich Sheffrin. You familiar with Rich Sheffrin? Very much yeah. so. Yep. Rich yeah. Sheffrin. So Rich Sheffrin for st Strategic Profits. He needed some help at the same time that I was kind of in between two businesses. I Well, I had sold one of my, my website flipping business to Russell Brunson, actually. And then I... I don't know if I forgot, but I was just having so much funny, so much fun with the yeah. money that I didn't realize that I had to like go make more yeah, until there was only a thousand dollars in my bank account. In there. <laughs> yeah. So only a thousand dollars in my bank account. And I'm realizing yeah. it's not refilling. And I'm like, holy yeah. crap, I need to quickly like build a business here. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I did a, a really cool campaign for Rich Sheffrin for his webinar got him a bunch of people. And he's like, how did you do that? I explained my process. He said, can you write that for my affiliates? So he hired me to write that campaign for his affiliates. That did well. Um, so we did all these little like one-off projects. Basically he would come and he would like hire me for something every month. And I finally told him, I was like, Hey man, I'm not really doing anything. We could do this full time if you want. And uh, we both <laughs> lived in Florida. Yeah, He was about an hour down the road from me. So I went to work for him and that was when we started something called the trafficstrategist.com. And what was brilliant for him mm -hmm. is I would run experiment. I would do paid traffic for his offers and his yeah. launches. Mm -hmm. And then whether it was a failure or a win, he would we would do like a, a call with his customers. And so if, if we failed, they learned about our failure. If Love we it. won, they learned about how we won. So nothing was ever a failure for him. Yeah. And so I that was the first time in my life when I had like almost unlimited budget. I had really good offers to promote. I had a boss who understood the time and was relaxed. And so that's yep. when I really got to master my craft. And I never set out to start an agency. Just when I was his guy and we were yep. winning, people were coming out of the woodwork. And you know, 100%. they would just say, Hey, will you do my traffic? We and I'd be like, Yes. You know, uh, <laughs> after, you know, it, it began to get weird as I had my own office. I had my own team of people, like a, a legit office. I mean, we had like the night, you know, foosball, Nintendo set up and everything, yeah. like a legit office, my own yeah. office. And I'd have to tell my team like, oh, hey, guys, I got to run. I got to go. Uh, I'm on my employee meeting with Rich Shefford over here. <laughs> And so that got weird. And then I, yeah. you know, I was like, Hey, you, you know, can we, and so we amicably went, you know, he gave me his blessing and I, that was when I really started the agency. Um, one other thing I want to add to that, a key sure. thing that we did, okay. Is we did add courses, but I had hired a business coach. I had had about four or five employees and I was struggling with like, how do I build a big business? Mm -hmm. And I hired a business coach and he told me, he was like, the, one of your problems is you're saying no to your customers. You know, it's like if they, they would say, Hey, can, can you do this for me? And I would say, no, you know, I was like, and, and I did very well at sales. That's like traditional, like you only sell this to this people, right? Like yep. that's niche marketing, you know? Yep. He told me, he was like, listen, when they get off the phone with you, they're going to go buy some." They're going to go mm -hmm. buy a course or a tool or another service or like they're mm -hmm. buyers. They're going to go buy something. And so when we when we realized that we created a sales pitch to where we were always selling yet, we were always saying, yes. Yeah. So if if they couldn't afford our service, we might downgrade them 
to one of our courses. Or if Perfect. they wanted a service that we didn't provide, we would refer them to another company and we had referral agreements with them. So we yes. made a sale on every single call and that just exploded us. Love it. Absolutely love it. And were you doing like a one call close, two call, basically just doing a discovery? How did that look, that process? Two call close. I'm a big believer in the two call close. Same. And uh, so the first call was more, um, what do we call it? I think we called like a needs assessment call. And uh, we would have an assistant do them. She would walk them through these questions. And then they would give those questions to me. And I would basically say like, no, I don't want to work with this one. Or yes, I do want to work with this one. And so yep. through the questions, we would basically say like, um, you know, we're going to build a campaign for you. And then our researchers, they're going to look at the campaign and they're going to know right away whether this is going to be, uh, you know, good or not. We'll get back to you within 48 hours and we'll let you know if this is going to be good or not. And if it's if it's good, we're going to have a campaign to show you. If it's not good, we're just, you know, we'll just politely tell you, hey, you know, we looked into this. It doesn't seem like it's going to work. And, yeah. uh, and we position that as like, we're not going to take your money if it doesn't think it's going to work. And so what we would do is if the client looked good on paper, we would just create a bunch of mock-up ads. Uh, we'd grab some of the numbers from a few different tools mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. we would show them. You know, we would literally just show them like, here's how we'd make your Facebook ad. Here's how we'd make your Google ad. Here's how many searches per month are for that keyword. Here's the, you know, the average cost per click for that. You know, we would just show them what the campaign looked like. And our close was very simple. You know, we would just say, do you want us to build this for you or do you want to build it yourself? They don't want to build it themselves. No, <laughs> that's why they're on the call with you in the first place. I, I absolutely love that. Show them, don't tell them. And it's really hard to say no to that because it's everything that they want. And they've already given you the full order. <laughs> and you're like, is this what you were looking to order? Yes. Okay. Do you want to do this yourself or do you want us to automate that for you? Boom. Love that, man. That's absolutely great. How did that transition into going into uh, courses full time? And I know you have a unique process of not just like sell, creating courses and selling it like most people do. You leverage a lot of talent that's in the marketplace and then package that up, kind of set up like a Netflix style yeah. uh, website and sell that. How did you transition from your agency into going full full time into information? Yeah. So that's like a whole five years. So we might have to unpack that a little bit. So just remind me as we go, I'll unpack yeah, it. I'm sure. an open book. Um, sure. Okay. So from the agency, um, what was the first part of that question again? Okay. So you were running your agency. How did you transition into going info only? Okay. Okay. Got you. Okay. So we did well, we did extremely well. Um, Russell Brunson was a client, Ryan Dice. Let's go. Um, Dan Kennedy through GKIC. Um, you know, we had the biggest names, you know, like I always say, like I didn't get Toyota and Coca-Cola and Tylenol, but I was just about under there, you know. Um, yeah, you did for so our industry. Got, yeah, we I was spoke all over the world. I had the biggest clients. And so we started traveling the world as a family. And when I got over to Bali, and I'm trying to do client calls at one, two o'clock in the morning because of the, the time differences. I didn't love that. And so I ended up uh, doing a deal with uh, Jason Hornung, actually. 
and essentially gave him my, I had pared it down to like just the biggest clients. Um, Cause then it was worth waking up at one, two o'clock in the morning to do a zoom call or whatever. And, mm -hmm. um, and then at that point, it, you know, we decided we wanted to make a course. And so that's, that's what we did. Um, people wanted to know our methods. How are we doing so well? And we had had a couple of smaller courses and mm -hmm. then I made a course called media buying masters. And the hook for media buying masters is like, what do you do when a campaign fails? Every course tells you like how to build a campaign. They yeah. never tell you like what happens when it doesn't work because the reality is like 90% of them don't work. 100%. I right? always said that like luck plays a huge part of our campaigns and the ones that really did work were accidental. I'm like, that's not going to work. No one's going to like that. And then that's the one that works and everything else. I was like, oh man. So yeah. I'm with you. That's a great hook, dude. So I, yeah, I created a course out there with that hook. And then because of our momentum and, you know, how we were doing in the industry, we ended up making $48,000 in like one night when Let's we launched go. that course. When you're in Bali and you make $48,000 in one night with the currency difference, I was basically the king of Bali, you know, like I was <laughs> I hiding how much money. You know? <laughs> I remember I'd go to the, I'd go to the, um, the, the ATM there, you know, yeah. and I would go and I would like want to have security because I'd pull out literally the stacks of cash oh because of the way the, the, the currency is, you know, I'm literally pulling out mm -hmm. stacks of cash, like a foot tall, you know, oh it was, my God. and then like stuffing that under my shirt to go to my car <laughs> because I don't want to get robbed. Or, yeah. Know. So we did very, very well. And that was when I was like, you know, I told my wife, I said, if ever there's a time for us to do a big pivot yeah. now, like we basically have enough money to live forever yeah. uh, in Bali. So we stayed in Bali for about seven weeks. I basically gave Jason Hornung my agency, but we had a referral fee. He basically would give me like some residuals off that until all the clients ended up going away. And then we were fully courses. Um, okay. So that's when we go from agency to courses. Yep. But then the next hop was from courses, like the traditional we did it right. We had the high ticket course. Yeah, we had you know, the was workshops. Like nine nine seven. Is that like that? Did you do that? How much did you we charge? For five thousand. Five thousand. Oh wow! So that's a nice yeah. cut right there. Yeah. Yeah, we wanted to go higher than everybody else. Mm -hmm. uh, some advice Russell Brunson had gave me, and so you know, earlier part of my story, I was uh, an intern for Russell Brunson. I was his first intern back yeah. in two thousand seven. Something that he had taught me. He said, it makes no sense. Nobody cares about the second cheapest guy. Love it. You know, he said, Love so it. if you can't be the cheapest, you might as well be the most expensive because yeah. nobody really cares about the in-between, you know? So you're either a Toyota Corolla or you're a Lamborghini, you know? Yeah. And so, so we went that route and in our sales calls, we would position ourselves against colleges. So colleges were way more expensive. Mm -hmm. Coding boot camps were way more expensive. And so it made our price look very um, achievable. And we had a 12 week plan with a certification. And so that was kind of how we sold that. So we did the traditional coaching model that everybody, most people are doing. Mm -hmm. Problem with that is I went to go sell that and you can't sell that. You know, like you're the guy yeah. that's doing all the blog posts, all the webinars, you know, they, yeah. everybody wants to talk to you on the sales calls, you know, 
your your faces in the courses. Like yeah. I was the business. All the emails were written by me. And so the buyer was like, if we take you out of this, you know, somebody's got to write the emails. Somebody's got to make the courses. Like it's going to be a huge thing to pull Justin out of basically Justin Brooks business. hundred percent, which is a problem. And it's good because you're making money, but it's a problem nonetheless. It, yeah. It, it's, you know, we did well, but ended up ultimately trapping ourselves. Mm. And that was when I looked around at, like I saw what Netflix was doing, mm -hmm. Skillshare, Masterclass kind of came online and I kind of realized what these guys were doing. It's called the uh, the SVOD business model, subscription video on demand. Mm -hmm. And uh, and so that's when we positioned ourselves like that. Instead, I brought on a business partner who had just come out of Google. So that worked out really well for us. Like we had an actual awesome. ex-Googler making our Google ads course and our YouTube ads <laughs> course. And yeah. So that did that, incredibly awesome. well for us. And so I started having other faces and then we slowly did that more and more to the point of, uh, and then we made a major price change where we went from $5,000 for everything mm -hmm. to $19.99 a month. Actually, we started at $8.99 a month, like mm -hmm. Netflix originally did. And then we kind of did some, hey, prices going up kind of sales until we got to $19.99 a month. <clears throat> and I think still today there's $19.99 a month and then there's a $50 a month where you get the community as well. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, that's what we did. We that's changed awesome, it man. to like a Netflix masterclass kind of business model. That way I was not the star anymore and they, and the, any buyer could plug anybody in, you know? Yeah. And so that's how we switched to that model. And that did, that did really well. It, it was <laughs> hard. Oh. You know, we ended up, I think we ended up losing like a quarter million dollars in that transition. Ooh, that's uh, a big shift. I was going to ask you on was, that. That's yeah. cuz you're going from like your cost to acquire a customer doesn't really matter at 5k. You can spend a grand right. or two, you know what I mean, and you're bringing that in, but at 1999, did, did that become a whole new game for you or what did that look it, like? Yeah, that was the problem. I knew I knew I could win that game through mm -hmm. lead gen. I would basically lead gen them um, and then I and then I read a book called Product Led Growth, and that really gave me a lot of confidence in that business model and how that business model works. Like if you think mm -hmm. about it, you know, HubSpot didn't really need a VSL or a webinar to sell mm -hmm. anybody. You know, Zoom didn't need a webinar or anything to sell anybody. You know, like they gave you the product, you loved it, and then you upgraded. Yep. So we took that model, created a free version that that we knew people would fall in love with. And then mm -hmm. people upgraded. And so I knew I could win it, but there was, you know, the, the journey for that was huge and hard. And we, yeah, it was about six months. Um, we had put over a quarter million dollars away in savings, which was like six months of uh, payroll for us. Mm -hmm. So we didn't need to make money and we just executed on that plan. And we flew the plane low, turned it upside down, you know, <laughs> and, and flew back I up. Love that. That's we, we brave, man. And yeah. you just had vision and you stuck to it. And you're like, this is going to work and you're going to make it work. And how did that end for you? Obviously, it was very successful and it became one of the biggest ad players, uh, education companies on the planet. Yeah, we did very well. Um, there's a couple other players that are as big or maybe bigger, you know, but um, I would definitely say we're a top five choice for sure. 
hundred. Um, if not a top three choice, you know. Yep. Uh, so I think we did incredibly well. There's things I still think I could have done better, you know. But when I left the company, our last month we had gotten back to seventy thousand a month, you know. So Let's go. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love that, man. That's absolutely amazing. I think it takes conviction and and understanding, believing in yourself and that vision, and then not only that to communicate that to your staff and to everybody else. When you have something that is working, that is extremely courageous. And uh, kudos to you, my friend, for for sticking to it and make it happen, man. Now, you mentioned lead gen. Now, this is your specialty, right? Like I saw one of your campaign, you were talking about generating 10,000 leads. You want to get into that, kind of unpack that? I think we're sure. about half an hour of time here. Uh, is that enough yeah. to, to dig into that? Yeah. So I say 10,000 leads. It was actually much higher, but I always want to make sure that I can stand in front of a judge or I can pass the IRS <laughs> scrutiny, <laughs> you know, like, FCC, so, like uh, this is legit. <laughs> yeah. My record day was 17,232 or 242. I don't know. It's oh, been a while now, but let's go. Yeah. So like those kind of milestones were, were huge for me. Um, the trick to it was, you know, I can give you the short answer of it. Um, sure. One, in order to do that amount of lead gen, your landing page has to basically instantly load. You know, there's no like waiting a second and a half or anything like it has to <laughs> instantly load yep. Be because you're at that scale. You know, the difference between a 60 percent bounce rate and a 55 percent bounce rate is is incredibly meaningful you know mm -hmm. it, it could mean ten thousand dollars you know yep so we developed a landing page that there was no scroll it was essentially a square um and we used a poll instead of a survey mm -hmm. difference i tell people a poll is like yes or no a or b true or false mm -hmm. you know? where a survey you might be answering two or three questions there might be a multiple choice answer. So we would create extremely emotional headlines. Mm -hmm. You know, something like, you know, when the stock market falls, where's the safest place to put your money? And then it would be like real estate or stock market. Yeah. You know, yes or no, so, like which one, A or B? Yeah, yes or no. And then they would click and then a pop-up would show up and we'd have a blurred out graph. And it was like, if you want to see the results of this poll, enter your email. Curiosities, like they're right. sold at that point, right? They're like, what is yes. this? Give me this. <laughs> yes, exactly. So curiosity would get them through. And then really the trick to it, um, today there's a company called uh, Sparkloop that does what oh, we really? were doing manually. And so what Sparkloop does yeah. is every time you get an email, you can, they call it co-reg, you know, but nobody likes to say co-reg or co-registration because that's like, it's got a I was really on the bad internet name. In the early, like, I think I got online, it was like uh, 2004, but co-reg was like <laughs> the deep, dark secret of everybody's list building. Like it was kind of yes. sketchy. <laughs> so It's always been the biggest, fastest list builder. Yes. But it's also been, it's, it's gotten really dark, you know, muddy because people have used it for spam, for scams, you know, yep. stuff like that. And so Sparkloop is kind ass. of... Yeah, they're reviving it as we kind of have a newsletter revival going on right now. I love it, man. And so essentially, every time I would get a lead, my lead was already paid for. So, you know, I would... Now, I'm not talking about 
becoming a lead broker and selling the lead to a hundred people or anything mm -hmm. like that, you know, I would sell it to one person. I would just mm -hmm. find a friend in the industry and I would say like, Hey, Brian, you know, it's Justin again, you know, and I would say, Hey, I'm running this campaign. We're getting leads. It's costing me three bucks. Mm -hmm. You know, how about we share the leads and you pay a dollar 50 and I pay a dollar 50. Good deal. Perfect. Solid deal. You Amazing. Know? Cheaper than right. they acquire themselves. Yes, exactly. It's like, look, I'm doing all the work, you know, give me a dollar fifty a lead. So we would just share the cost. But like the the uh, the power of that is mm -hmm. I just shaved my cost per lead in half. <laughs> so you're getting free leads. Right. You know, and so I believe on this one, I think we we had found two buyers or something like that. And so the leads yeah. were profitable for us, you know, or or break even. Like we essentially Every time we spent a uh, dollar fifty-two per lead, mm -hmm. we were earning a dollar fifty-two per lead. So it didn't matter, you know. Okay, yeah. so that's how we broke even. Then what we did is the normal funnel that everybody else does, you know, seven-day autoresponder sequence, you know, yep. indoctrinate them, you know, bonuses, all the stuff, right? Yeah, just email marketing in general, right? One other little trick that we did in that is we would have um, we would have something for both. So whether you said real estate Love or it. stock Fantastic. market, we would have a stock market offer or a real estate offer. And if we didn't, we'd go find one. So yeah. this is still possible today. I, I want somebody to do this in the keto versus vegan, you know, or oh. carnivore. Right, carnivore, carnivore diet is booming right now. I see, uh, like uh, Jordan Peterson, all of these guys are like swearing by this diet, and that's right. controversy right there. That would be the perfect yes. topic, man. So, carnivore versus vegan, and then what you do is you just have a clickbank offer for each of them, you know, or whatever. <laughs> I don't know, it might be not be clickbank, but yeah. like you just have an offer. So, whether they say yes to this one or that one, yep. you still have a normal email marketing funnel to push them through to sell them that product. So just to recap, you acquire the customer for free because you're selling the leads to a third yeah. party and they're excited about it because their lead Which, cost is cut in half. Yes. Important part of that, True. you have to change your privacy policy. Yes. You can't have a privacy policy that says, we'll never sell or rent out your information. <laughs> of course. And then rent out and sell their information, right? So 100%. it's not illegal. To, it's not illegal to sell leads. You yeah. just It's illegal to sell leads if your privacy policy says you're not. You have so, to be very open and transparent. And yes. we're getting into the era where it's like, like back probably even five years ago, you could get away with some stuff. Now it is so intense with everything that happened in the UK. And then you got FTCs updating all of their stuff and getting on people. Like, so transparency is absolutely key when building this. So just to kind of recap, we have leads coming in. Uh, we're getting them covered by a third party, somebody in the industry or two people, three people, depending what that is. Where are we sending them to an affiliate? offer after this or what did you do at that moment did you guys create an offer specific for these people or were you just uh going out finding out what was working and then plugging that into place into your well, this one we did it we um i think they sold gun holsters i forget exactly um it, it's just been yeah. a while um no, no but worries. they we sold our product that's what i'm saying like once you do your partnership on the lead, whether you do it with just one guy or two, however you you know finagle that, mm -hmm. I would really urge you just do one. Don't make this complicated, all right? You're already cutting your CPL in half. 
That's great. That's amazing. Okay. Yeah. A win's like, a win's a win, man. <laughs> yeah. Like let's let's take our win. Okay. So yeah. just do it with one guy that you trust and that you know. Yeah. That way in the emails you can say, you know, we do share your information, but with, with a company we love, we trust, we recommend their products, you know, like you can be open and honest. And they're they'll thank you, you know, they'll be like, Wow, I really do like that guy's products, you know. Yeah. Um, so just do the one and then behind that, do normal email marketing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Seven day sequence or 30 mm -hmm. day sequence, whatever it is, mm -hmm. you know, introduce yourself, give them some content, tell them about your product, tell them about your bonuses, tell them, you, you know, tomorrow's the last day of the deal. You know, Hey, there's one more coupon code. Yep. Our servers went down and now you can get it again. You know, whatever it is, you, you do yep. your normal email marketing sequence yep. and sell your product. If you don't have a product, use an affiliates product, mm -hmm. you know, but just do normal email marketing. Love that. Okay. You have my marketing brain just humming because I'm like, essentially you're building two newsletters there. You could monetize through creating newsletters and content that way as well. Sponsorships, yes. I'm just in, in the process of writing an advertorial. And <laughs> like, I remember the first time somebody like I was working with uh, Scott Olford. I'm writing these newsletters. I didn't think anybody would care about these things, man, to be honest with you. I'm like, who right. wants to know these things I have in my head? And then it turns out a lot of people liked it. We had a list of about 60 K and someone offered us $9,000 to advertise like nine grand. Is this guy, they 10 X their money. What I didn't realize is what we were doing is building so much trust in that audience that when we brought people in and we vouched for them, essentially through sponsorship stuff was blowing up yeah. if you're able to acquire lists at no cost on the front end and then sell sponsorship affiliate and do all this stuff and actually you would essentially have two different lists people that would be left and people that would be right and you could yeah. name those whatever you wanted and be two assets and the cool thing about a newsletter man is you could sell that for like six seven figures depending on how big she gets right yes so third part okay yeah. so remember first part sell the lead to a friend so that you reduce your CPA, essentially making your CPA for free. Okay. Yeah. Then you're going to do your normal email marketing funnel, mm -hmm. you know, standard by the book email marketing funnel. Third thing is after they go through that gauntlet, 30 mm -hmm. days, 45 days, whatever it is, you've done everything you can to sell them your own products mm -hmm. and you've gotten what customers you're going to get out of there. Now what we do is we put them into a rentable bucket and so today that yeah. doesn't sound you know everybody's doing sponsorships today you know but like you, I stole this your punchline you know, we're talking seven that, plus years ago go ahead what? sorry I stole your punchline there you were getting to that yeah my mind was like you know you ever get like uh, literally like all cylinders were firing when you were talking yeah. about marketing no it's, it's good man it's just which is yeah. what I the reason why I'm bringing all this up so if yeah. you remember the three three parts of it all right Sell yeah. the lead right away so you make your money back. Do your normal email marketing funnel to sell your own product. So you make your money once, twice, and now you start renting the list or doing sponsorships Let's to, to the list, all right? So you're making money three times off that lead. That's yeah. how we were able to do such scale. And so now what I'm seeing is I see this thing that I built like very manually and duct tape together. And I'm like, wait a minute. These tools all exist now. There's yes. Spark Loop, 
beehive newsletter referral oh, system. Isn't that you crazy? know, there's whole networks. Um, what is it? Uh, swap stack. I think it is. Yeah. Where beehive you just, just acquired and... them now. So they're inside of beehive. Beehive is going to be something to be reckoned with. I can guarantee yeah. that. And I think they revived a lot of this interest into newsletters. Funny enough, if you go to like Google trends and type in newsletters, it's all the way down. Like it's more than it's ever been, but you see more people opening. I think they're just starting to come to something that you discovered. Uh, when, when did you discover this problem? When, when were you running these types uh, of lead? I, I'd have to look at like the original emails and stuff like that, like but I want to say it's probably, let's see, we're in 2024. Yeah. So probably seven, maybe eight let's years ago. Go. You were so ahead of your time on that. And that's huge. Just to be able to acquire, if you go to anybody and like, hey, do you want to acquire 10,000 leads a day? And it, there's no cost associated with that. And like, it breaks their mind. But they're like, ah, how does that work? I would like, tell me more, tell me more, tell me more. I love that. Yeah. And would you ever consider doing that again? Or what, what are your thoughts on it? Well, yeah. Now that I'm seeing all this stuff coming out, I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. This thing that I like cobbled together, there's now tools and directories and marketplaces. And, you know, so I'm seeing this thing that I built and did incredibly well with is now easier than ever because you have Sparkloop, which will sell the leads for you. Yeah. You know, then you've got Beehive and ConvertKit has a, a newsletter referral system. I think all of them are getting a newsletter referral system, you know, now yeah. because that's obviously huge. And then you've got, whole marketplaces where you can find sponsors and finding you know email sponsors is now a popular thing yep. when i was doing this it was like wait you know you want to sell me your email space you know like it was like your yeah. leftover trash you yeah. know yeah but now they realize email is actually a really really powerful avenue and so yes. i'm just seeing the perfect storm right now and so yeah i'm building a newsletter called happily unemployed that's Let's what i'm doing next go. yeah i absolutely love that and who's the newsletter for uh, it's family first businesses, you know, so we're looking for families. We're trying to go the opposite direction of the, the hustle culture, you know, yeah, the grind you. work all your life, you know? And so we're trying to go after families who want to build calm, boring, sustainable businesses. Yeah. I, I, and I don't think there's going to be a lack of finding people because I think the first wave of internet, everybody's like, how do I, you know, monetize this and leverage this? And then you get into that whole, the Gary V stuff. There's nothing wrong with Gary V. I, I like Gary V, but there is that like hustle, 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 hustle mentality. And uh, what I found every time I've ever climbed that mountain and when I built my agency, I similar to you, I almost like built myself a job that I was not very satisfied in. Yeah, we made lots of money, but I like couldn't go on vacations. I could like it was it was a an, almost a bit of a nightmare. And that's where I kind of fell into this newsletter stuff, which is totally different. What I love about newsletters is that you can create content for like six months and then not think about it, essentially. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. Like you can go into your content mode and with uh, VAs and with uh, chat GPT, man, like you can really dominate. And uh, when you're creating yours, what's the vision for, uh, was it happily unemployed? Yes, we're still under construction at the moment, but um, we'll, we'll be there very soon. So if you go to the website right now, you may see our blog is a little funky because the guy I hired, he didn't re-put all our images back in there. And so no please don't go there right now. Um, yeah. But it, it should be back uh, sometime early February. We should be fully back online. 
Uh, but yeah, happily unemployed and nothing against, I love Gary Vee. I bought all of his books, you know, I think, yep. um, Mosey, I think he's smart. You know, these guys yep. are smart. I just think some people like vanilla, some people like chocolate, well, you sir. know? And so, you know, we're just trying to appeal to the person who doesn't want to live that way. They don't, there's some people who don't want to be on video. They don't want to create reels. They don't want to be on social media even, you know? Yep. And so we're just trying to appeal to a somebody who likes a different flavor of ice cream yep. with our, you know, um, newsletter. Yeah. And it sounds like essentially optimizing instead of for money for enjoyment and maximizing your life and having a more passive way to earn. Um, and running a newsletter is anything but passive, but at the same time, there's systems in place and it's predictable, which is nice. And it is very boring. <laughs> it can be, but uh, boring is good when it comes to making money. Uh, so that, let me tell awesome. you the monetization plan real sure. quick. Because on, I, think that that's, uh, I think that's where, I don't know. We'll see how, if I have a leg up or not, you know, time, time will tell, but sure. um Essentially, I've kind of done I've done the math because I understand what we're doing here and mm -hmm. understand it really, really well. And so I've created a model where there's a $99 upgrade. Mm -hmm. So you join the list and there's a $99 upgrade. Mm -hmm. Call it a hundred bucks just for easy math while we're here. Mm -hmm. I know from years of experience that getting one out of 10 subscribers to purchase a hundred dollar product mm -hmm. is extremely achievable. Mm -hmm. Okay. I believe I can do better than one out of 10. You know, I have done three out of 10 many times with webinars and, you know, different things. And so mm -hmm. I'm just looking at one out of 10 though. So if one out of 10 free subscribers mm -hmm. purchases the hundred dollar upsell, you divide a hundred by 10, that mm -hmm. means $10. Mm -hmm. So that means I have an initial earnings per lead of $10. Which is great. And, and we know that we can acquire leads for three to five all day long. Mm -hmm. You know, and so that's kind of what I'm doing. And so it's a very simple upsell. It's just for $99, you get to add on a community to the free newsletter. So it's like, if you just want the free newsletter, here, free newsletter, enjoy the content. We'll give it all away for free. Yep. But if you also want to talk to people that are doing stuff like this and you want to see some of the videos we're uploading and we're also doing like a monthly group coaching call in the in the community, um, at least for the first year to Dude, kind of make it. That's a ton of value. Right. Ton of value. And so all I need is one out of 10 mm -hmm. to take the $99 upsell. That's $99 a year, not mm -hmm. a month, $99 a year. And um, so that's kind of the way that we're monetizing inside, you know, in the back end, I'll talk about some tool. I'll do, uh, we're going to have Toolbox Tuesday inside the community where I'll be reviewing different tools. I'll make some affiliate commissions off of that. Yep. Um, so there's other ways of making money. You yeah. know, there could be courses, you know, but just that alone is profitable. You can create that uh, just from a writing perspective. You can create that FOMO inside your newsletter by constantly referencing what's happening inside of the community. And anybody yes. who's not there is going to be like, hey, man, I need to join that. Hey, I want to be a part of that. Ah, as if I missed that class or Toolbox Tuesday, how do I get in on that? Exactly. And uh, I think that con you could definitely get more than 10%. It's probably not going to happen on the front end. But if you know your math uh, all the way out, 
uh, one thing that uh, I've seen working really well is just like consider trying us. So like you could have, uh, for example, for um, ad skills, it's like the masterclass. And when they click on it, they can't get access. And it's like, hey, consider trying us. It's just a simple little line. And that converts pretty well. Uh, I don't know the exact numbers off the top of my head, but it, it works well. Because think about it, you, you, you're taking the time, the energy to click, and you can't have access. And you're like, oh, access denied. And then you're giving them that opportunity to come on in. So I think you can get Let me, well let me share that. my screen with you. I'm going to show you something here. Um, so I found a page, mm -hmm. uh, like a landing page model that has blown my mind. I, I, I accidentally found this. You know, I would never have done this because traditional direct response marketing says you have one landing page and one action yep. on that page, right? Yep. That's by the book. That's what everybody that's does. Law. Yeah. One I, saw a page, I saw a page that was doing two actions on one and I was like, you're breaking the rules. Well, when I tried it, uh, one out of five people were joining. Let's go. That's like a 20% convert. One out, of, not, one out of five were buying. That's insane, man. Right. That's, it was insane. That is insane. So, I, so I told a friend and he tried it and he got one out of five. And then I did it again. And my next one, I only got one out of six, but we've done this five times now. And the lowest we've gotten is one out of six, which is about a 17% conversion rate. Or a, And if you're selling a hundred dollar product, 17% means $17 per customer. Right. Insane. So let me just share the screen. Yeah, sure. Okay. Where is it? Here we go. Okay, so this is one of my niche sites where we show people like the best, you know, wow. I hire people on Fiverr and if they're good, I, I put them on a list and, and people get access to the list, right? Yeah. Um, and so for free, you can just, you know, access the weekly update where I'm just talking about Fiverr and like how to use Fiverr and, you mm -hmm. know, look at this deal on Fiverr and stuff like that, right? Mm -hmm. And then for $100 a year, you get everything. But here's the thing. So normally, like here's the squeeze page, you know, typical squeeze page. Normally you'd have a squeeze page and then you'd have your sales page. Mm -hmm. Well, this tool that I used to build the site, they didn't let you have any other option. This is a tool called Ghost. You know, it's down here in the bottom. I don't, no mm -hmm. affiliation or anything like that. Um, but they forced you to have it set up like this. And so if you think about it, every free subscriber Mm -hmm. is now automatically seeing your $100 upsell. Yep. <laughs> so before we would send people through, but we might only get 30% of people to come through. So that yep. means 70% of the people never saw your sales page. That's the Smart. traditional model. But now 100% of the people see your sales page. Smart, man. Yeah. It reminds so me this of is how I think, you know, I'm going to take the stuff that I've done in the past Yep. With some of these newer tools and, and, and pages, and yeah. I think I'm just going to rock it, man. Dude, you're going to absolutely crush it and dominate whatever you do because you're a lifelong learner and you have the mindset for it and you're going to you're gonna totally win. And I want to keep in touch so you can tell me what that looks like. Uh, yeah. I know you have to run soon. I just want to end on one question. If you could go back sure. to the beginning of your journey and speak to the younger version of yourself, what's one timbit that you would give to yourself um, or maybe it's, it's something to avoid or it's something that you should be doing. Um, what would that look like? You know, I actually just wrote about this on Twitter the other day. Twitter's my like favorite place to hang out because Facebook kicked me off. But um, I said like decisions I wish my 20, 
decisions my 40-year-old self wishes my 20-year-old self had made, all right? Perfect. So the first one, I wish I'd have been nicer to my body. You know, I spent a lot of time, you know, drinking three energy drinks a day and yes. just processed foods and then going out for fast food. And, you know, I, I used to be a martial artist, you know, before I got into this business, you know, and now I'm, I'm lucky if I could jump two feet in the air, you know, so yeah, man. I'm, I'm working to repair all of that now. So yeah, first man. thing, I wish I'd have been a lot more nicer to my body. And when I say nicer, I mean, just like eat actual natural food, you know, I'm not yep. saying go on a diet, chicken and veggies, steak, you know, just yep. make sure it's actually food yep. um, and not like something a lab created yep. uh, and drink like water. I drink lemonade. Um, I, yep. Every morning I have a fresh squeeze lemonade, flexibility, be able to go for a two mile walk, like just be nice to your body, be able to move because yeah, man, you know, you're going to want to do that. When you, you don't realize how important places. it is until you get to the point where you're like, oh, why is my back hurting? Oh, right, right. I'm, <laughs> I'm sitting on a yoga ball right now because I have years of back problems from sitting in a chair all day. So yep. be nice to your body, build a big email list. Okay. Yes, Any business model that you are going to build, you can yep. launch with a built with an email list. If you yep. want to launch a podcast, if you want to launch a YouTube channel, if you want to do a, a mobile app, like any business you want to launch, if you have an email list, you yep. can launch it. Yep. Start with build a big email list. That's your retirement program, right? Because yep. when we're 64 years old and we just want to sit on our rocking chairs, you can send out an email in the morning and then make 500 bucks or a thousand bucks or whatever through yep. affiliate marketing or your own products or whatever. Yeah. Right. Yep. Um, and then the other thing, what was the other thing? So build a big email list. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll just, I'll just leave it there. You know, that's, uh, that's build a bigger email list. Justin. It's more than enough, man. I, I think it's so underrated, the body. We don't even, it's always too late. And email has been something that I've personally neglected over time, but it, time and time again, it helps me win. Like I've reinvented myself from the ad guy to sending more email. It just, it works. It makes sense. I appreciate you and your time and coming on, man. Yeah. Thank you. No problem, man. Thanks for having me. Like, no joke, Justin really came on the show and over-delivered. He shared so much actionable stuff, how he actually was able to build and produce these businesses and shared all that information for you and for I. And uh, I was super excited to record this with him and, and learn from him uh, directly and understand how he thinks about certain problems. And uh, he's fired up about newsletters, so am I. I think uh, creating content is you know, king. And uh, when you have an opportunity to speak to someone who is as gifted as Justin at creating content, it, it really opens your mind and gets me excited. And hopefully you got that same excitement from this episode. And if you did, please take a moment to like, rate, and subscribe uh, wherever you're listening to this podcast. We appreciate you and we'll see you in the next one. Peace.